Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levick. Did you, were you, you were going to sing that song, weren't you? I, I was expecting you to Thank sing you. it. I'm so good. Okay. Um, Holly Guess is the celebrity natal chant of a sexy actor with a famous southern drawl. And then we chat about what it's like to date in the time of COVID. What a sexy app today, Jordana Levine. I'm here for it. So I received the most beautiful text message from my next door neighbour, Mandy, this week. Do you know what she said? She goes, hey, Hull, just checking in. Notice you haven't been on Instagram lately. Hope you're okay. It's so lovely. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I don't notice when people aren't on Instagram. I think I'm just a noticeable energy to be missing. That's you know? very, very Leo of you. <laughs> but do you no. notice when people are missing? Never. Never. I mean, I'd probably notice if you were missing because you're my friend, but I know you're missing. Which, by the way, are you coming back soon? Because I have to run the middle account on my own and edit just, the podcast. Sorry. You do so well. Um, not coming back soon. All you, Holly does this. is turn up and talk into a microphone and then Literally. pause her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 20% owner of this podcast, guys. Jord runs the whole thing. But she'd have it no other way. Um, I think she actually wouldn't have it any other way. It would be you running the social media account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll come back. I promise I'll come back. It's nice to feel missed though. But I was sitting with that that text and being like, God, it's nice to have people who literally live next door who have your best interests at heart because I don't know about you, George, that's n- not – It's this is probably the first time we've had neighbours that live next door that we're on a first-name basis and that we're friendly with, you know? I would like to say that would be so nice. I don't know what that's like. But my entire life I've had neighbours that are way too invested – in my life really in this yes oh Always. my god this is so delicious I can't believe we've never had this conversation before I want to know everything about your neighbors <laughs> well my current neighbors are wonderful they're my friends and my landlords and we live on the same property they live uh, in the house behind my studio um but when I was living in Bondi for 13 years so it was from the age of 21 to 34 I was in the same apartment and I subletted a few times when I moved to, to different places and then came back again. But yep. it was no joke like living in Melrose Place. Really? I want to say with like le- less sorted affairs, but that would be a lie. It was, really? yeah, everybody knew everything about everyone. There was about three apartment, well, there were, there were three apartment blocks. So we were all mm. side by side and there was eight apartments in each block. 
and everybody mm. knew everybody. The ins and outs of everyone's lives. Oh, yeah. um, there was lots of house parties when we were younger and then everyone got to a stage where they were settling down, flatmates would move out, flatmates would come in. But most people in that particular street held onto their apartments because it was such an amazing street. We had such good chemistry and um, yeah, it was a pretty incredible place to grow up in. But when you start to get into the intimate details of your neighbor's lives, things can get super complicated and they did can many you, times. I need to hear all the juicy stories. <laughs> can you please just throw some out there? Because this is, has not been my experience of growing up with neighbors. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I just want to yeah. add like as a precursor to this, that I also, so during that time, I also worked in, it was, it was a bakery, I guess, but it was more like a coffee shop, which was literally mm. 90 seconds walk from our apartments. And there was about six of us that worked in that shop at different times. And we all lived in the same street. It just happened to work out That's like insane. that. So that was also why we knew everyone because all of our customers knew us and our customers were our neighbors. And so we oh sort of God. started to form this really intimate relationship like you do with your baristas, you know. That's just kind of how of it course. works. Um, but I guess it all sort of started when there was a bunch of boys that moved to Bondi from Perth. Okay. And they lived next door and they were wild. They used to ride around on BMX bikes. They were the BMX bike gang. And um, <laughs> they were just so much fun. And uh, a friend who I was living with at the time, we became really good close. We, we became really close with them. And mm. um, it was just, yeah, a lot of house parties. The front door was always open. People would walk in at all times of day and night. Um, and that's how I eventually met my long-term boyfriend. He was part of that. Okay. He was part of that gang. So he, the BMX bike gang. Yeah. So he lived next door with them on their couch and he was looking for a place to live. And I, for a period of time had a spare bedroom. So he used to come and this stay in the spare bedroom. And because he was staying there, all the Perth boys thought that they could come and stay as well. So it was just like. Oh, I can't, you were the girl next I door. Can't even describe, I actually was the girl next door because when we started dating, the Perth boys got very angry at him because they were like, oh no, Jord is off limits. Like no one can date Jord because Jord's she's our friend and she's the girl next door. Oh my God. This <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm real sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, besides that, I had my best friend Ruby and our other friend Asha who lived across the hall. I had... Um, what turned out to be another best friend who lived in the apartment block next door. And then when my boyfriend and I split up, he decided to go and live with him. So he became my next door neighbor. We had the angry guy upstairs who used to bang on the floor when we had the TV up too high. I mean, can you ever have the TV too loud? Banging on the floor with a broom and like our ceiling fan would shake. Then we had an alcoholic upstairs who would always have too much to drink and come knocking on the door and yelling abuse at us. You know, there what? was always people. There was always crazy people. We had the actors next door who got like really famous all of a sudden and then couldn't get any gigs and were like out of work actors. And it was like all this stuff all the time. It was really fun. I actually miss those days so, so much. But it's such a sense of community uh, that a lot of people don't get. It really was. And I didn't 
really have that growing up because although I have siblings, I grew up as an only child in the house with my mum. And mm. I don't know, I just didn't really have that kind of community. And I really, I really, really craved it and I got it. But in the last few years of living in that house, everyone had grown up, people were having kids, people were moving out because, you know, it's hard to have babies in apartment blocks. And the vibe had just changed completely. Yeah. And that's when I knew I needed to leave because I was like, I'm still trying to mimic the life of a 21-year-old. <laughs> and everyone else has left. <laughs> you were like the long-standing first-season cast there, member. Being there like, was a few of us. There gone. was a few of us, but, yeah, I was one of the few left. Um, tell me some of your neighbourly stories, Hol. Well, fun fact, I know I've mentioned Leah a few times on the podcast, one of my oldest, well, she is my oldest best friend. We were neighbours. Oh, so that's how our parents actually met. Oh, how funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. So there was a house between us, um, but my mum, like I was the firstborn, and so my mum was just starting out as a new mum. I was a fresh baby out the womb. Don't know why I'm being so explicit about the details of my birth. It was a stormy night. Um, and so she decided to, yeah, she's decided to make friends um, by joining, you know, those play groups where you just, mums just, it's like a mums and bums yeah, yeah. type like thing. A mu- oh, I was saying mums club. I'm like, that is not what it's called. Mums, well, mums we can and call bubs. it a mums mums club. and bubs. A mub. A mums. Let's call it a mub. A mub, um, a mub club. And <laughs> part, of, part of what they had to do in mub club is they had, to, they had to sell, like it was like a bake sale or raffle tickets, whatever. So mum went knocking on the doors in the neighbourhood selling these raffle tickets yeah. and knocked on Leah's mum's door, Kay's door, and was like, I'm selling these raffle tickets. She's like, me too. Oh, we're part of the same mub. And the rest is history. So Leah was like six months. I was a little over a year. And they used to, when we grew up, lift us up over the fence. So we'd talk between oh, the... so cute. I remember when Leah got her cat princess for the first time. We would have been four. And she's like, our mum's lifted us over the fence. And she's like, Holly, I got a cat. Want to come play with it? Oh. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'd like run next door. And so growing up when I was a little kid, I literally had my best girlfriend next door. Yeah. And that was fun because we go and have sleepovers and birthday parties in the yard and all of those things. But then when I moved away, things changed and neighbour shit got whacked. Just before we move on to your whack stories, I just want to <laughs> say it's such a testament to you and Leah that you stayed friends this long. Because, you know, you don't really know your personalities at that age. And um, you've grown up to be very different. I mean, you are very different people, but, (laughs) but, you know, that don't actually get along with each other. Well, yeah, because we we went to dance class together, preschool together. We did our first day of school together, all of those things. And then all of a sudden we up and left like an hour away and we were pen pals. So we'd write letters and um, we we did drift during high school because we had very different high school experiences. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's the nature of like a soulmate relationship, isn't it? If they're meant to stay in your life, they will in some way. Absolutely. And I've often thought that about Ruby as well, my best friend up here, because we've been apart. Well, she, she was living up here for six years, I think, without me up here. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there were moments in our friendship where we were not as close as we are, but we always sort of come back to each other. It's Yeah, it's nice. It's beautiful. And same with, like, Kay and, like, Leah's mum and my mum. They're, they're still best friends too. Well. Yeah. Isn't that, like, as adults meeting each other with your children? And I just think it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I don't have any 
something like that. I'm, I kind of, I'm very jealous isn't the word, but I like, I would love, I would love to say that I've been, I mean, I, I still talk to some of the girls that I was friends with as children. There's a friend of mine who would be, yeah, similar to you and Leah. I think mum and her mum were pregnant at the same time they met, maybe even at the hospital. Um, mm. And we would still sort of talk on Facebook, but not really hang out. Well, because it's one of those things, isn't it? When you're, like, forced to be into a friendship because your mum's a friend, it, it's very touch and go. Totally, totally. Yeah. So it just kind of worked out. Anyway, sorry. Continue sorry. your neighbour's stories. <laughs> so then we moved. And we met and... Kennedy. No, go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I feel like it was due for a laugh, and that's why I laughed. Thank you so much. He's from the TV show Neighbours. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. I've never watched an episode in my life. Oh, it's, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. It was yeah. good back in the 80s, but not so great now. They're cool, like most things, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so fun, funny, weird neighbour story. We had this neighbour who, again, there was a house between us, and he was, look, great, good heart. Um, he would have been maybe in his 30s, living at home with his mum. He had some mental health challenges um, and he was quite erratic. And Dad had always said to us, just be extra nice to him because you don't know what he's going to do. Like we lived across the road from a church and one day they found him wandering the church grounds with a knife in his hand, like that kind of extreme, right? So I was always a little bit frightened of him and I would always just like get in my car quickly and be like, hey, and just like quickly drive. One day I started waking up to all of these beautiful flower arrangements on my car bonnet and every morning I'd come out and there'd be these different flower arrangements that weren't flowers bought at the shop but flowers cut from all of the neighbours' front yards. My mum used to do that to me too, but anyway, I'd walk out there there'd be flowers on the car. It wasn't my mum, it was the crazy guy who does sound. And my dad was like, it's fine, just like put them in little bundles, blah, blah, blah. I was terrified of of this person. So one day I'm in my car with my sister, having just put all the flowers off. And as I'm reversing out of the driveway, he is standing right behind the car. And I've had a fright. We both like screamed in the car and he's like, Oh no, I just wanted you to know, like it's me doing the flowers. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Drove off. The next day, my brother's like, you know, you ran over Leon's foot. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you said he was standing behind your car and you got a fright and reversed back over his foot. Oh, no. Yeah, but he was fine with it. The only other Leon story I have is one night we got a knock on our door from the police at about midnight and everyone in the street had to evacuate because he did something with gas bottles in the backyard. And we all, like, and it was the whole neighbourhood, like our whole street evacuated from our houses in our pyjamas in various states of disarray while the police and fire department were, like, making sure it was safe for us to go back in our homes. Oh, God, that's so scary. So that's what it's like to live with, like, a kind of unhinged person yeah. two doors down. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I've ever had an unhinged. I've definitely had a lot of alcoholics and, like, really? cokeheads. Yeah. Really? Yes. And they can be quite scary when you're a young female living on your own or with another young female flatmate and hearing them come home. We used to have a guy upstairs um, who was quite famous in his own right. Um, Mm -hmm. I won't tell you anything about him so you can't work out who it is. I want to tell the Daily Mail everything. (laughs) he, um, He had a bit of a drug problem and um, he would often at the wee hours of the morning, you just hear him screaming at nobody. 
Oh, and it was just really fucked up. And then he'd come into the coffee shop the next day for a coffee and I'd be up. I'd be so tired because I couldn't sleep because he'd be screaming and he'd just walk in like everything's normal. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's so no. it's scary because your home is, is like that safe place, right? And when you're sharing space with people and it doesn't feel safe, it's actually really scary. It's really, really scary. Uh, look, we got so close with all the neighbours that um, I used to get knocks on my bedroom window, which had bars on them, thank God in the middle of the night saying, Joy, I locked myself out of the house. Or, oh, God, I don't want to go home. There's people there I don't like. Can I come <laughs> to your place? And I'll be like, oh, my God. At that- the end of the day, we're neighbours. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you were actually a stranger to me. I didn't choose this living arrangement. <laughs> this isn't my choice. Yeah. Um, I have a funny story. When I was starting to see Trent and it's so stupid now that I come to think of it, but I wasn't allowed to stay at his house. So I would just go be with him and then drive home at like two o'clock in the morning. Your parents rule or his parents rule? No, his parents like stay, but my dad was like, absolutely not. Okay. So I'd go to his and it would be two in the morning. And there was this one occasion where I didn't want to put my jeans back on because they were skinny jeans. It was two in the morning. I just wanted to drive home. And I was like, I'm just going to drive home without my pants on. It's fine. It's two in the morning. Famous last words. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm not going to get into any sort of accident or anything. Pull up out the front of mum's place and the neighbour who just moved in the week before, guy my age, stumbling home drunk. And I'm sitting in the car like, don't get out. He hasn't seen you. It's fine. He comes up to my window <laughs> and he's like waving, waving at me. And I've like pulled the window down and he's like, hey. And I was like, hi. And he's like, I just moved next door. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why aren't you getting out of the car? And I was like, look, I don't know how to put this, but I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> he's like, he just goes, I love Bella Vista, which is where we lived. And then he just kept walking home. <laughs> That is fun. That is really fun. And then I just quickly ran into the house and I just avoided him at all costs from that day forward. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> a funny story. <laughs> I remember it clearly. I love Bella Vista. I was like, oh, thank you well, so much. Well, it was funny. If that reminds me, not that I ever walked out of the house without pants on, but um, actually, I have a story of someone else walking out of the house with no pants on. But I, I um, because, you, because I knew everybody in the street and everybody in all the apartment blocks and down at all the shops and all your friends were in the corner stores, like that's how it worked. It was very hard to just leave the house looking like shit, you know? Of course. Because you just felt like you would, well, you absolutely 100% were going to run into someone. Yeah, <laughs> and so, you're being watched. Yes, <laughs> and, so, and, and that was the thing. Like everyone knew everything intimate about everyone's lives and that, that yeah. was really hard, like, when I did mm. split up with my boyfriend and I would have further down the track, other guys coming over, uh, that was awkward for, well, he'd moved out oh. by then, but for his friends and people were watching me and saying things to him and then same with him. You know, it's just, it's too, it's too much. Or, it's too close. alternatively, if we would have a fight or other friends of mine would have a fight, we'd all hear it. Like it's not, yes. it's not um, a sacred, a sacred conversation. Well, I listen to so the other neighbours. So we've got Trent and Mandy next door. We love them. They're the best. And then the neighbours on the other side, bit suspect, don't even know their names. But they fight a lot and <laughs> I'm such a creep. I'll go outside and listen. Because you're worried about their safety or because you're looking for some gossip? No, no. I just want to hear what's going on. Oh. 
I know. Should I admit that on a national podcast? No, I think podcast? that's fine. As long as no one's in danger. I'm adult- I, I've heard people in my last in my last place in that street. I've heard people having domestics where it was very scary and we had to call the police. Yeah. yeah, because you just don't know. Like, if you don't call the police, you're like, oh my god, I should have just called the police. And if you do call the police and it's nothing, then that's fine. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I'm, I am definitely a nosy neighbour because I love people watching. So it's like, oh, and then you make up stories about the various people in your street and what's going on with them yeah. and are they fair or like, I don't know, I just like get lost in my own kind of sitcom in my head. No, it's great. <laughs> I love it. You know, I love living in a sitcom. It's so a fun. situational so fun. comedy. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you playing along at home. <laughs> I have one, funny, one more funny neighbour story. Oh, okay. I was going to segue to the next segment. I knew you were going to, but I was like, no, I have to tell the story of Jan. So when Trina and I first moved out of, for the first time together and got Lola when she was a little baby puppy, um, we had our next door neighbour, Jan, um, and she was probably in her late 60s and she used to, I don't think it was allowed, but she used to do colonics from her rental property. Oh. And she, yeah, she was always like, come and have a colonic. I'm like, I don't know how intimate I want to get with my next door neighbor, but thank you so much for the offer. Um, and when we first got Lola and she was a baby, I was still working in corporate. Trent was working in his job. So she'd be left alone during the day. And Janet always said, I'll keep an eye on her. It's fine. I've got my little baby puppy, Millie. What Jen used to do is pull a plank out of her fence so Lola could run next door and play all day with Millie. And then she'd send Lola back home covered in dirt and mud to be like she had a really fun day today. And that just happened every day until we moved, like for six months. It was so nice. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. So... What I'm calling in right now, guys, is wonderful neighbours when we move because, fun fact, we got noticed last week that our house is going to be sold. So that's part of the move to Byron manifestation coming to fruition without us even trying. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a good sign. And, um, Mm. yeah, it's going to be great. You'll find good neighbours. Good neighbours are the best. I'm so grateful that I have the neighbours I have now. Um, Mm. and I mean, I honestly, they actually feel like they feel like family. It's yeah. yeah. I've, I've I've always, always had good neighbors. Even when we were growing, like even when I was at home with mom, we used to have, we used to have this guy, actually, this is a funny story. Um, we lived in this house and next door was just like the most elaborate garden you had ever seen in your life. Like Mm. rainforest. It was like a rainforest. And this Hungarian guy, I think his name was Joe, he lived there with his wife and he'd often invite us into the backyard and it was just like, oh, it, was like it was like being in the botanical gardens. I'd never seen oh anything God. like it. But the flow-on effect of that was that there was lots of animals that lived in this garden. In the jungle! Yes. So there'd be lots of frogs and stuff, which is totally fine. Like frogs are cool. And lots of mice. Which was not good. Was not good. Not ideal. Not ideal. And we used to get lots of mice come into the house, but they were coming from Joe's place. But he, yeah, but but it was a sanctuary in there. You know, when someone just really cares about their things and his things in the garden. 
Oh, I love that. It's funny, George. Like that was actually a habit on the notes in my phone last year. One of my goals for this year, one of my manifestations was to make friends with the neighbours. And I'm so glad I did because I've never had that before. And now knowing that we're moving, I haven't let them know that yet. But it's going to be sad to say goodbye. Like they were they were a little special part of our time here. Yeah, so, beautiful. Yeah. Well, good neighbours are the you best. You can still be friends with them. I'm still friends with all my neighbours. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, see ya. <laughs> We don't live next door anymore, so you can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're back on the surprise reco bandwagon. It's actually now my new favorite segment because I got no idea what you're talking about. But Holly, what is your reco this week? Well, Jordana Levine, you really have no idea what I'm recommending. I, on the long weekend, Trent and I decided to make baguettes. We were like, let's go to the beach, let's make baguettes. Oh, not, not from scratch, a baguette. No, 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 no. That is great, guys. (laughs) But, like, let's buy all of the fillings. Yeah, yeah. And so we we went to Harris Farm and we picked up, like, brie and, like, all the veggies and smoked salmon. And I was like, I would like some pickles on this baguette. yeah. And I know you're a pension for a pickle, John Anna Levine, as am I. The brand of pickles, the brand I'm talking about is Green Street Kitchen. You'll know them. They do kimchi and they do all sorts. Oh, they're really, really, really great. They're in all good health food stores. I found this brand at um, Harris Farm. But I'm talking specifically to their sukemono, which is the Japanese phrase for pickle okay. or fermented Can goods. Can you show me? Oh, my God, I've never seen that before. They are. So they have lots of different flavours. But the flavour that I bought is mustard seed and Japanese soy. Oh, my God, George. I bought this jar on Monday. You can see it is empty. Mm. So delicious they also do what are the other variants they have uh pepperberry and shiso leaf wakami seaweed and sweet sake and spiced wombok and wild beets they are delicious they are so yummy they're all vegan Sorry, is it a pickled and... cucumber or is it like daikon what is pickled it cucumber. Oh, cucumber pickled cucumber yeah. yeah sliced so if you guys are feeling some baguettes or just like to put pickles on things Green Street Kitchen and their range, so yummy. I just, so I yum. just love to wrap a piece of cheese around a pickle. That's my favorite. When I, I, <laughs> I did that this week with the other pickles I have in my fridge. And Chen's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "What's wrong with you? How do? How have you never done this before?" I actually had to stop buying pickles whole because I would just eat a jar of them in a couple of days, and it was just too much vinegar for my gut. It was not coping at all. Oh no! Yeah, they're they're the best. But they're so they're so good. Oh my god, I could drink pickle juice. Like I just love it. <laughs> I know I'm the same as you. So I actually recorded the company a while back, but it's another product from theirs. Um, you may remember the body moisturizer that I recommended from Bare Body Beauty. Well, yes. the other day I ordered a whole lot of products from them, and one of the things I ordered, which I'd never seen before, is a Himalayan pink salt body bar. Now, on the website, they say that it's great for ailments such as eczema, psoriasis, rheumatoid arthritis, sinus conditions, acne, neurodermatitis, athlete's foot, insect bites, bronchitis, and osteoporosis. And the idea is that you rub the bar on your body when you're wet, so either in the bath or in the shower. Um, But what I've been using it for and what I know it's really good for but I've never seen it in a bar form before is actually uh, using it to clear energy from the body. So Zoe Bosco, who we talk about all the time, 
many moons ago, she told me to make a body scrub uh, and put salt in it, which I also shared on the podcast. Yes. So this is another form of that. So after I've had big work days or my energy just feels a bit kind of fuzzy, I'll hop in the shower and just rub myself with the salt bar. It feels weird because it's not a soap, so it doesn't foam. You just kind of feel like you're rubbing a big rock salt on yourself. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it feels good. Did the, did the trick. I, I'm it's so impressed that something like this even exists. And the fact that they say it's good for psoriasis, you know, I'll try anything for that. Yeah, so I, will, I would crack. just say be very careful. It's quite, it's quite rough. Like they also say it's a okay. good skin exfoliant um, and, you know, strengthens and firms skin tissue, stimulates the body's production of natural oils, all of that. But I'd just be careful – I'd maybe, I don't know, like if there's a soap that's okay on your psoriasis, maybe Mm. soap it up first so it's quite smooth. Do you know what I mean? Or even if you put like some coconut oil on it and then rub the salt bar on it. I just wouldn't rub it more on their hole. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that would. Well, it's interesting because when I have like float tanks in the salt, it can actually really irritate the psoriasis. So this might be like a gentler version of it because I know that it is good for skin conditions like that. I think it's a really great record, Jordan. I'm going to grab one. It's really one. great. They're only twelve ninety five. Oh, sorry, they're only twelve dollars. Oh. I mean, they say one bar of salt can last two to three months with daily use. I would imagine longer. Yeah. It also says you can pop the bar in the bath, um, like while you're in the bath, oh. so it just sort of adds salt to the bath. Really smart idea. And I've got to say, you bought me one of their tubs of scrub at my birthday. It lasted two weeks. It's gone. I need, like, it's so good. I know. Those tubs of scrub are good. I got a flavor I hadn't gotten before this time. I got the coconut and vanilla, Mm. which was really nice. Oh, you got me the apricot and cacao and it was beautiful. So good. So, so good. That's my record. Delish. Love it. Yes, what? No one's ever called me that before. <laughs> I've never called you that before. I love it. Um, your celebrity natal chart this week is none other than Matthew McConaughey. Can I tell you a story about Matthew McConaughey? Sure. Friend of the podcast, Genoa Van Keekum, was in Texas one day at this random restaurant. In walks Matthew McConaughey with his entire family. And he was like, Holly, it's the only time I've ever been starstruck by someone before. He is beautiful beautiful yeah I imagine he would be if I was in the same room as Matthew McConaughey I don't know how cool I'd be able to play it I don't think I could play it cool at all no way yeah okay so what do I feel about him this has to be intuitive because oh no I have seen him interviewed before he's cheeky as someone who watches a lot of interview style shows I think the real Matthew is very much like the character he seems to play on all the rom-coms that he's in. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. He's very, he's typecast. Um, He's, there's just a sexy energy about him as well. So that makes me think, like, what are the sexy signs? And instantly, (laughs) instantly I go to two. I go to Taurus and I go to Scorpio. Yeah. Um, So I, I do feel that there's at least one Earth placement. There is an earth placement, yes. Okay. And I'm going to say there's a water placement as well. Yes. Okay. No air placement. 
Is there no air placement? Fuck! There is an air placement. It's you there asking is. questions so backwards no, again. There's no fire. I know. Why do I, I do know, this backwards? So it's such a weird thing, but it just falls out. Okay. So I'm working with an earth, an air, and a water. Yes. Okay. What do I see? Mm. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say that his son is earth. No. Is it his rising? No. Oh, his moon. I really see his earth. Okay, let's park that. Hmm. Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. Air rising. Yes. So he water sun. Yes. Okay. 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 Let's let's place these. I just need to say, is his earth placement Taurus? No. What? No. Is he a Virgo moon? He's a Virgo moon. Oh, Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he's a Virgo moon. Hmm. Wow, he really just knows how to get things done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, air. He's either Gemini or Libra. Can we eliminate Aquarius? We can eliminate Aquarius. Is he Gemini rising? Gemini rising. Oh, my gosh. Is he you? Oh, my God. He's your dream man because he's a water sun. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is insane. Okay. Okay. Oh, is he a Scorpio? (laughs) Matthew, come find me. (laughs) But he's your dream man. No. And it gets even better. He's got... A Libra in Venus, uh, sorry, a Venus in Libra, a Mars in Aquarius, and his Mercury is also in Scorpio, which is why he's got it's a, so goddamn sexy. Oh, uh, he's got a sexy chart, like the Venus Libra thing as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. What <laughs> <laughs> under the collar here, Jordan Levine? I don't know about you. No wonder he's just so, ugh, that's the word. Ooh. Yeah, he's wonderful. He's so wonderful. Great chart. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. that one. That was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jordan, now that I'm hot under the collar, I need to ask you, how's the dating scene going in the time of COVID? Um, yeah, it's funny. Like, I, I just want to officially say I'm not on the dating scene at the moment. I'm not off the dating mm-hmm. scene, but I'm not on it. <laughs> You're just kind of in the middle. In the dating scene. No, no. um, (laughs) I haven't been dating. Not consciously. I just actually haven't had time. But I have just started a new podcast series about dating. And a lot of it has happened in the time of COVID. And so I've been talking to the girls who are on the, on the series with me about it a lot. And it's been, it's been an interesting exercise. So I don't know how many of the listeners are single and dating and whether or not you put your dating on hold because of COVID. And I've found from the people I've spoken to, people aren't putting it on hold because they're worried about catching COVID from people. It's no. just that with the restrictions in place, it's, it's very hard to organize dates. Absolutely. And in lots of different respects, Holly, like the simple things like having a venue to go to, you have to book venues, right? So of course. If you, let's use Byron as an example. It takes two weeks to get a dinner booking in Byron at the moment. Jeez. So if you want to meet someone for a drink, you can do that. You usually have to book 
to meet for a drink. But if the drink's going well and you on the fly decide you'd like to have dinner, you're fucked. Oh my God, I didn't even think of this. Yeah, so it's almost like you've got to book drinks, book dinner, just in case, (laughs) you know? Uh... So it's tricky. And then if we've got Melbourne listeners, very tricky. Um, Some of the girls I've been speaking to have been doing Zoom dates. Um, yeah. Lots of walking dates. One of the girls from yep. Potty Beck, she has been on so many walking dates wearing a mask, both of them wearing a mask. This is insane. I know, but she's like, you know, it's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, the thing that dropped in when you said walking dates wearing a mask is I'm assuming eye contact would be through the roof. Eye contact's through the roof, yeah. And also you've got to commu- you've got to communicate a lot more. And, and yeah. this is what I really like about it. I've always said mm. if I had a um, – if I had my own dating app, which maybe I will have one day, who knows? Oh my god, I love that. For the Gemini's of the world, I think it would and the Leo's, it'd be really lovely to have like a video conference kind of element to the app where yes. you can have videos of yourself talking to camera. So your bio could be a video of you saying, you know, my name's Jordana and I love long walks on the beach and sexy scorpions. Yeah. You know. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and but you could also do video chat through the app because I think that getting to know someone, the value that you can get out of good conversation early in the piece before you're in the same room is so valuable. And to be honest with you, most of the guys I go out on a date with, if I've met them on an app, I'll usually make sure I've had a phone conversation with them first. So that the conversation is really flowing. Yeah, and look, some people aren't good on the phone. That's, Mm. I have to say, most of my ex-boyfriends aren't good on the phone. So it's probably not the best indicator, but it just kind of gives you a feel of what you're walking into. It gives you a sense of their energy, I guess. Yeah. The other thing I want to ask, Jord, is like, so does this mean that dating right now is very much um, condensed into the area that you're living? Because I'm assuming like interstate dating, it's just like when borders are open, it might change, but it would make it really hard. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think in particular with places like where I live, where the border is so close, so it's not unusual to date people from, say, the Gold Coast. Yes. Um, yeah, it gets it, it gets super tricky. I know lots of people that were in relationships with people in Queensland and then it just didn't work out, you know. They continued oh. it over Zoom, but it wasn't working. Um, so, yes, but also I think even within Melbourne, you know, you can, I think you can only leave for – it might have changed by now, but it was a five-kilometre radius for a little while. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, I do. I do think so. And wow. I think that – the, the other thing is that people at the moment, because there's no freedom when you're out, people aren't going too far out of their comfort zones, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. Do you feel like the way that 2020 has been and the shifts that's made just on a macro level will have changed the dating game forever? I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I hope people will now take the time to get to know each other a little bit better. And I yes. think that... Um, yeah, I do think those initial Zoom date kind of catch-ups, and I'm not saying it has to be over Zoom, but even, like, I'm the kind of person who, when I go out on a first date, it's very much about getting to know the person. Other people will go to the movies or, like, some sort of activity where there's actually no time to chat. That's not my idea no. of the first date. Um, so I think in that respect, yeah, it's and it's also saying to people, 
let's slow down. Let's take it slow. Yes. You know, like yes. let's not jump into each other's beds straight away because we actually yes. can't. And let's get to know each other on an intellectual level and an emotional level and all these other levels before it's on a physical level, you know? Um, so I kind of hope it, I kind of hope it does. I also think that what's going to happen whole is that because people haven't been out in so long and it is getting increasingly harder to pick people up at bars, even before COVID hit, because the apps Mm -hmm. changed that. I'm hoping that what happens is when we are all allowed out again, we're so excited that we're off our devices a little bit and we are meeting people in the wild again. Yes, that would be the best change, I, I think, as well, just seeing through my single friend's lenses of how, like, missing that in-person interaction, just conversation at a bar over a drink or something. But do you feel like, George, that, uh, I don't want to generalise, but men are more likely to want to connect with their, you know, their dates rather than just, like, what am I trying to say? Do you think men fuck and, around? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, no, sorry. Yes, that's what you're yep. trying to say. No, I, I, I have to say from my personal experience and also the girls I've been speaking to, um, mm. a lot of the guys are really open to it. it I guess it depends on the age mm. bracket, right? Like guys in their twenties, yes. probably not so much. But guys my age who are mid thirties to forties, yeah, yeah. they want to get to know you too. They want to know if you're going to make a good mother for their child, you know? Oh, like, this is so nice. Yeah, I mean, not all of them. Definitely not no. all of them. <laughs> but it's made, it's made. I feel like this time of isolation and introspection has made a lot of people reevaluate what they want out of their lives. And it's like, oh, hang on a second. Maybe I've been Peter Panning around a little bit. And what I actually want is someone to lay beside me at night and actually have that deep connection with, which is, I think, a really beautiful and important shift. Absolutely. And, you know, this is kind of what we discuss in this podcast series, Higher Love, which airs tomorrow, by the way, guys. Yay! So if I you, can't wait to if you're interested in this sort of stuff, even if you're in a relationship, you'll find it really good because it's very pervy oh, yeah. on these girls' oh, lives. But um, what, what the podcast does is it sets you up to be a whole person when you hit the dating scene. Because I think yeah. that when you're reading, uh, sorry, when you're on the apps or when you're out in the wild or whatever it is, you need to rock up as a full whole person because it's hard. The dating yeah. scene is hard. And if you don't yeah. know yourself inside and out and what lights you up and what makes you happy and, you know, what strengthens and what weakens you, then it's it's going to be a battlefield. But if you're really sure of who you are and you can be your most authentic self while doing that, it's actually a really enjoyable experience because you're sitting there going, do I like this person or not? I'm not sure. But you're not sitting there going, oh, my God, I hope he likes me. I hope they like me. Yes. All about them, not you. I love that you're launching this in Libra season. Was that on purpose? Oh, I just love it. It's so divine. The energy is so in support of this. You're so right, Hole. No, we just, um, we have recorded and edited five episodes and it's a 10 part podcast series. So this doesn't go forever, guys. It's just 10 episodes. Um, Mm. and I just wanted to get us to a point where we were, we were ahead by five episodes. So yeah, it just happened to be Libra season, which is great. Love it. I'm so here for it and I can't wait to listen. So tomorrow it airs. So it airs on Tuesday. Um, It is a a precursor to my new book, High Love. So if you've pre-ordered the book and you're like, oh my God, I've got to wait till January. How boring. The podcast is kind of a lead up. My tagline around it is, if you had to sit an exam on the book, but you hadn't read it, but you'd listen to the podcast, you'd probably still pass the exam. Love it. So good. So good. (laughs) 
<laughs> if there was some form of test involved, you would succeed with flying colours. Just. <laughs> you sold me. Can I ask you a question, Hole? Um, yes. What's it like being in a long-term relationship in the time of COVID? It's been really beautiful for us, but I, I know that it's gone either way. I've, I've been flippantly joking. Are you drinking pickle juice? <laughs> it looks like pickle juice. It's a herbal infusion, Holly. Guys, she's drinking out of this big jar and we just did that piece on pickles. So it does look like she's drinking pickle juice, just so you know. No, I've been flippantly joking to my friends, it's not really a funny joke, that 2020 has been the year of make or break in relationships. Oh, yeah, and definitely. There have been many a long-term relationship that I've witnessed break up. But in our example, it's uh, I have such a deep respect and love for Trent that I I didn't feel this time last year like we've been really – because you're forced together so much more and the appreciation that I have for his uh, stability and everything that he's kind of held for me through this year, which has been very topsy-turvy, has just made me just, oh, it sounds so lame, but like fall more in love with him. No, so it's beautiful. It's been beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And we, we do lots of things now that we didn't um, in the past. So like he's, he's pasta cooking, for instance. Yeah. Like we have pasta night once a week and we're going out a lot more. We go and watch the sunset together. We go for walks together. Like lots of little things that we never really took the time to do now is a priority for us. And that's been a really beautiful shift in the relationship. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Well done. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks, 2020, for that silver lining. Now get us a house. <laughs> You've been listening to The Middle with your host, Holly Azapati and Susanna Levine. Join us over on Facebook. Just search The Middle Podcast. And while you're there, Jordy's doing a great job at managing social on Instagram. So you can find us at the underscore middle underscore podcast. Go and say hi to your neighbours for us. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.